It's time once again for the greatest podcast this side of the Mississippi. Now with Les Salmonella, the Shufflebox Podcast. Here's your hosts, Alex Big Dog Vallejos and Hugh Hefner Marcelo Crow. Welcome back to the Shuffbox Podcast this week. I'm your host, Alex the Big Dog Vallejo. Hey, hello, everyone. Along with my um, Alex, man, you are Marcello. kind of cutting in and out, man. That's not good. Sounds but good we're going to gonna roll with it um, until so I lose. Uh, today we're talking lose. hobo with the shotgun. Um, again, part of like the, I don't want to say months because to be honest, it feels like after the month's over, we're going to continue with Machete Kills. So might as well just say like this is the Grindhouse Saga. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, fine. Shit, they kills too. But yes, the kind of saga We're going to get to Thanksgiving. It works perfectly. And, uh, all yeah, I guess, I guess, you know, you're right. We are doing Machete Kills. I forgot about. No, it's true. It's true. About all the the rants and raves that we got for the Machete. So it actually did phenomenal. We were just talking about how Charles Barkley and the, the, the Inside the NBA guys reached out to us. Had a decline. Um, to be yeah, Danny Trejo himself called me. Just scheduling conflict. So, uh, but they really liked our machete episode. Yeah, he just he had a wrong number. Did he? he called me? Damn. Oh. oh okay. That may have been oh. Danny um, Trejo. Uh, uh, regardless, uh, we. Oh, and then we of course, Rod as Smith always, here. Rod Smith. Says this is a Rod Smith friendly um, show. But this is Terrell Davis. That, Invest uh, your money we'll, into stocks that don't yeah, work. Trying to show us this is show. how much we love our our Denver Broncos here. And then, and uh, he's a he's a Bowflex. Uh, Bowflex donor. Bowflex. What is it? A donor, <laughs> not a donor. donor. Uh, what are they called? Bowflex donor investor. He's a boy. He's, yeah, he's, he's a boy. Oh, he's a boy. he donates all the bowflexes <laughs> that he uh, he got that he got with his investments. Oh man, fuck! So we are. Uh, uh, so we're gonna get to Hobo with Chuck in a minute. We were talking last week about like things that are cozy. Uh, like you said that so. when you're sick, you you like to just put on shitty movies, right, and just have them on, or at least just watch movies in general. Yeah, yeah, bad movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll watch movies, like, if I'm interested, I'll step and watch them, but I'm like, oh, uh, my brother, my brother knows the classic, uh, like, if I want to fall asleep to a show, I don't want to fall asleep to an interesting show, so I put on, like, um, and it could be interesting to some people, but, like, uh, I put on, like, a Planet those Earth are good shows, or right? uh, Blue Earth or Blue yeah, Planet, are... um, like those nature documentary type of shows. Yeah, because there's a lot of non-talking. Ocean noises. You Yo, know, you're, uh, you're cutting in and like out that. really bad, man. You might want to disconnect cool. and reconnect. Um, but yeah, yeah, where were you, where, where are we going with it? Yeah, because you're, you're, yeah. Okay. Sorry, people. Give me a sec, I'll be back. I had to ask that just because he's coming in, he's coming behind by like a few seconds. Hey, you there, man? 
Alan? Uh-oh. Alan's in here, but his mic ain't. Mike, no work. Well. <laughs> Alan. Alboy. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 kind of coming in now. Can you hear me? Yes, yes, he's used. Why is your is that is something low or this is not good? Yes, you're you're coming. You're like repeating by like ten seconds, and then you like finally get an answer. Yeah, you're coming okay now. All right, what about still a little alieny, but okay, as long as it. Yeah, you come in kind of like hello, oh, people. Really? That's all, oh and then God. you're just you're okay. behind by well, like a few seconds, so that's okay. I don't know just, what to do. To deal with the lag. <laughs> there we go. Now you're good. No, this is not going to be a fun editing process. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Anyhow, yes. Uh, so everything, everything I said in the garble voice. Yeah. Uh, yes, I watched. No, because I mean, we, you know, we've been sick, and um, um yeah, but why'd you, why'd you the, bring it up? Um, I realized how when I get sick, my cozy watch TV, it's never like, it, it's just like sitcoms that have a ton of like episodes, and that I uh, and I don't have to pay too much attention to like, uh, like I remember when I had uh flu into COVID and I watched friends during that time, like friends was just on in the background constantly. And it was like the perfect show to where you were just, uh, you know, you could watch it. And if you did watch it, it's all right. But when you're, but when you're sick, it's like the perfect show just because like, you don't have to pay too much attention. Everything gets resolved within like 20 minutes. And then uh, recently I've been finding that my cozy show is, uh, is Frasier. I've been watching a ton of Frasier. When it started with Cheers, and then it's moved to uh, to Frasier, and uh, God damn, that show is so cozy. Like it's it's the the best way I've seen it put is it's peak comfort. Like I swear to God that like everyone on that show has such a soothing voice, and then like the actual colors of the show in that are very like muted and modern to where it's kind of like darker colors, so it, it feels like something very kind of higher class in that and it's it's just so like calming like i could watch that and i'm i know when i fall asleep i'm probably just gonna put it back on to where it was but it's just such a good show to watch in the background for some reason i've i've been like my mom used to have it on all the time in the background and she actually liked the show but now i now i kind of realize like why growing up some of our parents would just have that cozy show like in the background where it was after the news and that, like it, growing up for me, it was Mash, and then it turned to Third Rock from the Sun, and then when that later got moved, then it was to Frasier, you know. So it was just like those old childhood shows that were like before school and that that were syndicated. And uh, Frasier's just hitting that spot, man. I swear, and I'm actually really enjoying the show quite a bit. Hmm. Yeah, never, never really got into it. I know. Remember what was it supposed to be like? A kind remember of. like the smart the, in, the yeah yeah and it, it's still kind of right? is that because Wasn't you do watch the, the show and the the jokes that they have like actually are well written and it's actually a really 
clever show. And, um, but for, for some reason, like it is just like such a good show to where you can doze off with it because it, it keeps like this weird, even level of volume to where even if something insane is happening and like the characters are yelling and things are getting crazy, it still keeps it to where this level is cut off on volume. Like the way the show was made, it's really weird to where it is just like the epitome of background noise. Like, uh, it is just, it's, it's perfect. Like I seriously do love the show and like, Oh, well, Alan just dropped off and he's back. You there, buddy? Okay. Oh, I'm here well, again. Yes, I don't know. You cut out. Okay. You cut well, out what I was going to say was just yes. how it's just it's, it's such a it's such a perfect show that um it is just I don't know if it was back then the way shows were made with the audio mixing that they had to be such a level or or whatnot or if it's some sort of like sense of nostalgia to where you know I see the show and I think it's nighttime and it's like oh man I'm ready to get tucked into bed because I got school in the morning but there's just something about it that just hits all the right notes. And uh, it's just, it's perfect viewing for me. And it is just, if you actually do watch the show, you're like, this is actually a clever show that isn't uh, it's, it comes across as very high class. If you really do listen to it, but they went for any comedy from like slapstick to, to whatever. And it's, it's crazy how like diverse the comedy of the show actually is when you actually watch uh, what, it. What like, fuck man. Like it's insane how I, I don't think that there's going to be, I don't know if there's ever going to be shows that are like that to where there was something about the way it was made is very like comforting. You know, it isn't just to where every week that there's plot, it was just a show that settled itself within 22 minutes and pretty much nothing carried week over week aside from the, the characters and some overarching shows. You know what I mean? It was just like, we're just trying to make a funny show and that's it. Uh, Hulu. Hulu's yeah, what do you watch it on? What like what? Yeah, service. The, I mean, I try to uh, to gotcha, fall asleep gotcha. to some other shows and that, but I get too invested, and it just becomes like, yeah, I just got to turn off the TV. But Frasier, for some reason, is just one to where I, I'll fall asleep, and and I when I wake up, uh, there's like five episodes that have already gone until the TV timer turned off, and I end up just going back and watching the episodes because I don't I don't mind like watching it. It's such like an easy watch. It is just like some cup of tea. That somebody made for you, or like when you're sick and you have like chicken noodle soup, it's the, it's that like perfect ingredient for night, man. I can't, I can't explain it. No, I understand what you're saying though. It's funny that you enjoy watching it too, though. Not, Ooh, not funny, I'm laughing. Like, I like how you enjoy watching it. You're like, yep, I fell asleep through five episodes. But uh, yeah, exactly, and I don't have that. I'm with, gonna go back and watch them with any other show because any other show I get too invested, and it's like, all right, I got to turn this off, and uh, just like hey, I'll watch an episode tomorrow or whenever. And for Frasier, it's like right, I'm just gonna put it on. I don't fucking care. And like Golden Girls and stuff like that, to where it's and like The Simpsons too, even to an extent, to where it is just like you, you know the show is gonna complete itself by the end of this episode so you don't need to pay too much attention but if you do you are rewarded like i don't know i guess i just miss those shows i i feel like things have been changing quite a bit i mean the office can sometimes have that 
Um, but sometimes they do have their own things to where you're just like, we're going to get new bosses since Michael's left, you know? So it's been kind of like a mix of things. Yeah, yeah. And then there's so much out there now. It's, it's just and pick mean, your poison. But yeah. There's something, there's something about those like 90s. Yeah. And, uh, and dude, sitcoms. it's so weird because like, to be honest, I hate laugh tracks. I really do. In quite a lot of shows, but um, but for some shows it just it works. Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people also like uh, how I met your mother. I forgot about that one. That's a huge. That's a yeah, huge one. That was one that's of my favorite shows like 20, until literally I think the last episode killed it so much to where I don't know if I want to go back and watch all of it. Like again, ever. Dude, it killed, so like, like what? the whole thing it, was like five, just ten that, seasons of it. Really? Yeah, the first season or two, they had a whole story to where, as the show went on, you realized like it stopped being about the story and it was just more about like, uh, kind of like a whole nostalgia trip of this guy remembering all these stories that he had and he's telling his children to eventually lead up to how he met their mom. But then the actual end show came and it is one of the worst, like endings to a TV show ever because it literally took I think like the all the seasons past season one it took the the ideas that they had for their characters so much to where it shit on them and nothing that they ever did uh, mattered ever and uh, like any character development you got from them is just gone and then the whole show ends up being you end up hating the main character Instead of like, oh, this is a cute story. It is just, it, it was so bad, man. Like, legit, it was just, they could have had somebody taking a, a shit in a paper bag for 30 minutes, and that would have probably played better than what they did to the ending of that show. That's how bad it was. It's up there in, like, the worst Damn. stories ever. And then when the DVD came out, they're like, we're given an alternate ending. And the alternate ending is just as bad, even though it's the happier the ending. And it's like, we don't care if it's a happy ending. They just want to feel fulfilled. Because, like, do you mind if I spoil How I Met Your Mother? Yeah, for sure. So pretty much, like, the last episode is just... The whole whole last season of the show is just revolving around the marriage of Neil Patrick Harris's character, Barney, to, to Robin. Um, that's the whole last season is just it's the weekend over their wedding. And you're like, OK, this is kind of cool because he's been a ladies man the whole time. And he's getting with one of the people who who is uh, who's kind of like slept around the whole time. And uh, it's like, OK, there's going to be a whole weekend there. I wonder what they're going to do with it. So they have they do all that to where they have like more of the growth and it's leading up to who the mom's going to be uh, in the final episode. Come to find out the mom has died. Um, and then on top of that, like, he doesn't even tell his kids, like, that's how I met your mother or anything like that. Pretty much the marriage that took place over the whole season, um, they just get divorced right before the last episode ends. Um, and then Barney goes back to being this sad shell of himself and then has a daughter, which is like the only good thing on there was to where he had a daughter. Um, and then what happens is just, he does, Ted it comes off on the ending of the show that it feels like he's been telling his kids the whole time, the story of the mother, because he's trying to get back 
with the with his old flame, Robin, who's been around since the beginning of the show, who the whole last season was just getting married to Barney. And it just it feels so kind of like, wow, this you just you killed everything about the show. Like it was it went from the the show started as kind of like a funny kind of like friends knockoff to essentially just like these characters growing from that weird point in the twenties to where you're kind of on your own and you're like out of college and you're kind of like starting a career now and you're just in the, in your own on the world and meeting these people who are essentially your family and it shows them growing and, um, and they have some great episodes. And then what happens is just that last episode essentially took all of that that was built up over years, possibly over a decade um, and just shit on it. It just completely just shit all over everything and, Everything that these characters did that led up to this final season never mattered because we were just going to what our original plan was in the first place of the story of of keeping it to how we thought it was from season one. And it was just it was one of the I, I swear to God, I would take hmm. this is how much I didn't like it is just I would rather have to watch uh, The Last Jedi uh, fucking like three times in a row rather than have to like watch that just up to the end of how I met your mother, just because that's how terrible it was. Yeah, man, it was, it's, it's bad. A little, uh, a little rough. For beans. Well, it was one of the, like, it was a really highly, Oh, wasn't like a highly like watched show. Like, yeah. And it wasn't even CBS, CBS like, though. It was the original writers. It was like one of their staples. It was just kind of imagine it is just the Game of Thrones backlash. But essentially, like, I want to say it did more damage than Game of Thrones, just because like people were kind of seeing the end of Game of Thrones near the last two seasons to where they're like, all right, now it's like a sped up RPG. And now the last season, everybody can just shit on because we know that it's going to suck to whereas the whole thing was building it like for how I met your mother. It's like there were hints already dropped that the mom had passed and everybody's like, this sucks. But from the way that the show has been writing it, like it's kind of, it's going to be a sweet love letter because it is just essentially him telling them what the title of the show is to his, like the whole show itself is nothing but a whole flashback of just him living with his things. Like it is just, I'm going to tell you the tale of how I met your mother. And so he includes all these like random things and random shit that makes no, no sense because he's obviously an older guy and they have to fill time. And then at the end show, when it goes back to the future and everything is normal, that's when it is just his parents are like, mom's dead. Why are you by yourself? Go and fuck aunt Robin. The person we called aunt Robin growing up. (laughs) And they're just like, what the fuck is this? Like everybody's so pissed, man. Well, yeah, I'm glad I'm I didn't trying have to, to uh, endure that. It's uh, let me see. Yeah, from television. Uh, let's see. Yeah, How I Met Your Mother had the worst ending ever. I recently binge watched this entire series and could not believe. Spoiler: They killed the mom off after an entire final season dedicated to Robin and Barney getting married. Had them split up only to put Ted and Robin back together. 
L-O-L-W-T-F. And then, uh, yeah, and then on the DVD, like I said, they had an ending to where it's like an alternate universe almost. And it's just, yeah, man, since like, so from season one to two, they're just oh. like, yeah, we have this idea. We're going to stick with our guns and um, that's how we're going to end the show. And that's what essentially like the guys who made the show did was they took over the the writing on the ending and they stuck with their original plan of what the show was going to be if it only had a season. Which if it only had a season, it would still it would still kind of be like, oh, this sucks. But when it has nine seasons worth of build, like we're talking to fucking Lord of the Rings type many hours and hardship put into this to essentially just be like, Hey, fuck you. And it just ended. You're just like, what the hell happened? <laughs> like that can't, that can't be it. That's the joke. It's like, <laughs> no, we're done. It's like, really? Yeah, man, it was, uh, it was bad. And the thing was, too, just like the the thing was about the show was it. It did it all in the very final episode. It didn't it didn't do it over the course of the season to where like, oh, the whole season is leading and we slowly see their downfall of turning into who they were because people would would be OK with that. It is just like you're on a roller coaster and then when you think there's going to be like a final like lift and jump, you're just like, no, it's the end of the ride. And they're just like, that's it. Like nothing paid off how it should have at all. Nothing gets fixed. And it's, it's, uh, <laughs> and it, it just, it literally just shit all over these characters are built up for like over a decade. It was, it's, it, it is one of the worst things I've, I've ever witnessed like I think in like the big this has to be like up there for biggest blunders if not top five ever yeah like I mean people are mixed when it comes to Seinfeld show endings just because it is just it's them at the end they're kind of like looking at how pieces of shit they were and then they're locked up they're like okay I could I could see this happening in in an episode of Seinfeld like that you know like a lot of people hate it but you're like, yeah, they were terrible characters throughout the whole thing, so it does make sense. But I met your mother. It was like, imagine if they had all that in Seinfeld, uh, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, in the last five minutes of the episode, uh, the president just got on the thing and was like, hey, there's a nuclear war coming. <laughs> You'd be like, what the fuck is going on here? <sighs> so yeah, that's my that's my rant on, on, on TV endings. All right, man. I know you also. Uh, I don't know if you still want to talk about it. Oh, uh, but, um, it was more frustrating a, a than anything. I don't mind talking too? about it, but it was just, it was just something that is. Uh, oh, I, I, I brought it up, but I work, I work furniture, so, so sometimes we have to deal with financing shit. There, this one person. I, I'm trying to think of how I can be general with it without trying to be. But anyways, the whole thing is just with one of the financing companies that are one of the options in our thing. Their thing is just that if it's past 30 days, you have to talk with them to see if you can return furniture, excuse me, which usually at that point means that the people are just, I don't want it anymore, which is one of the worst 
which is one of the dumbest things ever because you should know within a, like a few weeks if you're going to want to return this or not. We only have 30 days anyway. <clears throat> but on that policy, <clears throat> somebody has had this in their home since April, which is about seven months worth of stuff going back and forth. We, we, if it's past 30 days, it usually is just like, no, if you, you've already bought it, you know, or you're in the midst of almost finishing paying it with financing after having it that long, uh, we're not going to accept it. So just sell it through third party, like Facebook, somewhere, somewhere like that. So sometimes they make, they allow a return, but it's with the highest possible fees. And, uh, and obviously, you know, that is just kind of like, okay, if you're going to do that, then then that's then that's fine. But we're going to get you with the highest possible fees we can. Um, I had one to where this lady was essentially, uh, she had to pay back. We usually do 15%, but this time it was 50 because she's had it in her, in her, in her thing for about seven, eight months. Um, and it's kind of like uh, that should that should yeah. be. And the thing is, what she wants to return is the whole entire order, which is about five thousand dollars worth of stuff. So, in order to do this, she oh, wanted to. She was approved with fifty five zero percent fees to to do it, which would be twenty five hundred dollars worth of fees and the thing is she probably isn't even going to get any of it back because there's some weird shit with um with the financing company that she went through anyway and um and the thing is i tell her this and that's when i messaged you because i was kind of like loopy because we've been getting busy calls with the holiday season wrapping up and i was getting kind of loopy and i realized like how like that's just fuck that's goofy money to be like oh yeah that's not a problem i'll pay that and i'll bring it back (laughs) It doesn't go back to that. The money doesn't go back to that person. It goes back to the financing company, and then it's the financing company from there. So this lady got approved for that. And when I messaged you, I was laughing at how big the amount was because when I first messaged you, I found out that it, uh, going over it with someone, it was $1,600 worth of fees, which is still ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, no, I'm just going to end up keeping this, and then I'll try and sell it That's off. Insane. Just, I'm just going to deal with it. She... I was laughing at how funny the amount was and just, yeah. I was just kind of like goofy because I just had so many rough calls during the, before that it was just, that was like my time to let loose of how are you going to like, nobody's going to return this. Like this is, this is just goofy. She calls back within the hour and says, I want to do this. And then we found out that it wasn't 16, 1700 that she owed. It was 2,500 because financing companies don't charge you until you receive said product. So I had to explain this to her and she's like, okay, no problem. So then the next hour, I I literally had to stay a half hour after my shift to, to get this call because it was like the last call that I had. And she went off and she was very patient, but I, I wanted to tell her no, just because like this was just Pokemon hurt itself in confusion type shit of... <laughs> She said yes. And then when she called back later, she's like, I'm willing to pay this. And then when I said, so we I apologize, but we found out a tire. That's no problem. <laughs> and she, she ended up paying 
almost $2,600 to return merchandise, oh. that money she may not get back. Like, it, it, I just, my mind was blown. Like, it, again, it doesn't go back to her. It goes back to the financing company, and I don't know how they handle that, just because they have to get paid somehow as well. Essentially having someone for a customer for eight months, it isn't just, well, there's all your money. It is just kind of like, it blew my mind, and I was just, like, cracking up at how insane it was that somebody was just, they paid 5000 for something, and then eight months later, you know, I don't like it. I just want to, I just want to send it back and get my money back. Yes. As you and say, that's so just they paid fees. That's fees with us. I don't know if there are any fees, fees with the financing company. That's just fees through us. Exactly. That's, exactly. And I don't know how, when essentially that no money furniture. gets back to the company that it, how it gets split up if they get any money back. <laughs> and I was, I just wanted to say no. Like I wanted it to just be like, I'm not going to do this. Like, let's just say no, but it was offered. And the person was just, was, was just so nice. And she apparently like just made that much to where it was just, uh, that's fine. <laughs> and, and I just, my, my head uh, just wanted to explode. I, I don't think like I've ever had a moment in life to where I like, so, like it was just a magic button for my, for my body to just randomly explode. But that would have, that would have been it this past uh, on Monday. That's uh yeah, that is, especially That's when you've already style. made monthly payments to it. You know what I mean? Like, oh. Like you've, there's a reason why people, why that there are returns after only so many days because stupid shit like this happens. But then, like, it is just, all right, you're going to be stupid. We're going to be stupid, too. And then when the stupid is just like, all right, I'm okay with that. And it's just like, really? Are you, are you serious? People... Oh my god! Uh, people are a very yeah. very. I mean the whole the whole time it was like two hours worth of being wild on the phone animal man. The first call it was two calls, one which I just happened to get later for the second one, and I was like, I think I've seen this name before. And then when it popped up and I looked in the notes and it was one that I took from like hours earlier with my notes in there, is like no fucking way. <laughs> and I just my head exploded, and she's like, Yeah, I want to pay those fees now. And I just was, I was just shocked. I had to put my my mic on mute because it was just kind of like, are you fucking joking right now? Mm. Like. It's like, are, oh, are you, yeah, like, are, are you, you trying doing? to send a, me- like, who are you trying to send a message to? You know what I'm saying? Like. Oh, it was stupid. Like, all, like uh, you're. A, but yeah, that was my, uh, that was my dumb story that I had to bring on that just, I cracked up so hard when it happened. And, uh, Yeah. So dumb. Oh I'll- man, how good! I love it. I love hear. I love hearing them. I, uh, yeah, because sometimes, so, like, because the call center stories. Oh man, they're great, man. I well, think on, uh, on that note, so you want to take a break here? Cool. We'll take a break and we'll get back into a hobo with the shotgun right after this little little diddly. All right, you bunch of bums, we are back. 
and we are going to be talking about Hobo with the Shotgun. Um, also from the, uh, well, I guess it wasn't aired in theaters like uh, Marcelo said the past couple of weeks, but uh, it was. It's the first trailer that I saw on the uh, Grindhouse film. And you said it was like yeah, uh, yeah. from a so contest, was, right? Contest uh, winners. It was part of the Canadian uh, trailers because it was just they had a, a contest for making um, your own Grindhouse trailer, and then the winner was going to be put before screenings of Grindhouse. Um, turns out though that for some reason, I think when the movie came out, I don't know what exactly happened but the trailer only got released in its native country where it was done in canada so it wasn't part of like the u.s ones but it was part of the um the canadian trillions and then um you know and that was like the only way that i found out about it was through uh online uh when it was made just because people were like oh this is a hilarious trailer like i do- i hope it wins and you know, it turns out that uh, it did, and it just sucked that for some reason they didn't release it with, you know, with the thing. With the original Grindhouse, but, or at least, yeah, I guess the initial run of Grindhouse. Um, but yeah, got its own feature film, uh, 2012, yeah. Yeah, this was, right? Uh, 2011-2012, it was right... It was done second to Machete, and that was, yeah, that that was around that time. And, uh, man, what a crazy premise, and what a wild movie. Uh, once again, don't take this movie serious. It starts off so wild, and... It, it just it obviously it opens up kind of like a just remind me it reminds me of just like a oh, like yeah. a seventies B film type of movie like op- opening up that way uh, I kind of got some like toxic Avenger vibes from the movie when I was watching it too and I'm like this movie's just it's wacky and chaotic but so much fun to watch like the story yeah, I mean, the, to story talk about the story itself it is just uh, about this homeless guy who essentially does come to uh he, you just see him going in trains and he lands up in what was called Hope Town but now they're calling it Fuck Town because it's under the name of um this guy called the Drake who has his sons going out there and doing shit and doing evil shit and pretty much like keeps the town just dirty, filthy and so much so that he gets he uh yeah, it's completely lost. The cops it's are in lawless. on it. They're getting paid off. Um and pretty much like the the hobo's the only one that wants to do anything about it. And when he um when he goes to the cops, he realizes that they're no help. Then he starts to uh one day when he like saves the whole thing is just he wants to save up enough money to get a a lawnmower. Lawnmower because he wanted his own lawnmower oh, business. Lawnmower, that's right. And then uh as he was going to buy it and get out of the town and just do what felt right for him, that's when he realized that uh, that's when the the pawn shop gets uh, gets robbed by these three guys who are about to shoot a baby and a mom and uh, and the pawn shop owner and just steal the cash. And that's when he gets the shotgun and takes notice. And then he leaves the money 
which happens to be ex- the exact same amount for a lawnmower as a shotgun. <laughs> and he somehow keeps having shells, like unlimited shells. <laughs> um, and yeah, I never, I never ask questions. I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna let it happen. I never saw him reload I either. Sworn. I could have sworn that there that there was in the movie. Uh, there was like a reload. Well, I just know he pumped it like he just did, but I never saw him put shells in. I just thought it was funny, but uh, basically goes yeah. Punisher style, vigilante style, and cleans up the street. I mean, that's it's pretty much the whole, he befriends a woman. Uh, I don't. Remember I don't remember name, too. He just says that she um, should be a teacher. Who? And then, well, and then she takes care of him after he's being humiliated, like forced to eat glass or trash or whatever. To get his fifty dollars, um, I know she. And he gets beaten up, and then she like gives him a teddy bear shirt or a moose shirt or something, and he's like, "I will die for this woman in her innocence." And uh, he goes out and just fucking murders all the bad guys. It's it's just it's like it's just so much of that. Um. And it's fun. The town starts to be like, you know what? We can be good people. Or like, we can stand up to the Drake and the bad cops. And then aren't some cops, uh, aren't some of them good? Or are they all shitty? For the most part, they're all shitty. I'm pretty sure they're all shitty. But by the end of the movie, um, there, it looks like there were a few that were kind of, that were trying to, uh, to turn a new leaf. Yeah. But yeah, um, good. I mean, he, I mean, I mean, I mean, like it's not. There's not a lot of substance to this movie. There really isn't. It's it's a hobo who kills bad guys. Uh, I mean, the bad guys have some cool kills, don't they? Kill like the Drake kills his brother by like putting his head in a sewer grate and then running it over with a car. No, that was his nephew, or does he pull the head off? Yeah. The... Oh, that is oh his nephew. Because I thought he said. I thought he was like I because I thought all the I thought the Drake's sons were like you're yeah. my least favorite uncle. So oh, I thought no, you're right. I'm sorry. I that that probably was his brother. Then I I think I misread it somewhere, misheard it somewhere. It does. It doesn't matter. He kills his own family yeah, even, by like pulling their head off with the. Basically, yeah, they they put a sewer grate over he, his head. He kills his son, who's a and fuck then up they the, like wrap a, like the the fuck up. Of uh, of everything. Okay, yeah, the, but but the yeah. hobo kills his and then uh, son, right? And then the guy is just kind of uh, he kills his kills his least favorite son because it just shows you like that's how like yeah, that's how Drake, fucked up of a person he is. That's how the Drake rolls. He doesn't care. And then there's a a huge standoff where they put the hobo. They get him in the same device, the sewer grate over the head, but the girl comes and saves him, and uh, he gets his shotgun back. And yeah, it's a it's a simple movie, and uh, uh, more than anything. And see the the way that this movie is done, like story wise, excuse me, there isn't much to talk about. And to be honest, this is how I thought Machete was going to be when I had first seen it. Kind of going back next week to where it is just a simple story. Yeah. And 
But once again, it's like there's not much, like I said, for plot, there's not much to it. That's the plot. I, okay. So, yeah, the, the hobo kills the Drake. Um, the whole police force is then called into this alley or warehouse or wherever they're at. Um, the whole city's watching it go down. It's kind of like a Coliseum. It reminded me, like, the end part reminded me, like, Coliseum games because the Drake by fear has the town watch innocent people get killed. He's like, if you're not laughing, you're next. And then, then yeah, he kills his own son. And then the police force is there. And then the police chief's like, if you shoot or do anything, like, we're going to rain hellfire down upon you. And then uh, he kills the Drake. And he gives up his own life. And yeah. the movie ends with just his bloody I mean that was hand holding that was his kind of gun. my only problem that's the when I first saw this and still kind of today is just how it just ends you know like they built up a whole universe of stuff and like main characters and then for it to just end on when our main character dies like I feel like that's a bit of a of a cop out because you've set up so much already like I just needed maybe an, a minute more of just these people like like let's go take back our fucking city or something like that, and then you'd be like, okay, yeah. But no, for yeah, none. The townspeople, the townspeople were all about the Drake dying, but then once the hobo gets shot, no one's in uproar, no one's losing it. It's just silence with you know red and blue berry lights, and then just the bloody shotgun in hand, and it's like, man, what a. And I once I watched, I had to rewatch the ending again. Because I'm like, man, was it really that much of a yeah. bummer after yeah, such I mean, a fun movie? That's how I felt. But, I just felt kind of like empty. To where you did a whole bunch of fun stuff and then then it just ends. But uh, I yeah. mean, aside from that, that's like my only gripe with it. I mean, Rutger Howard does a great fucking job. Of everything, I think that uh, I believe he's dead, but he's like one of the most under underappreciated actors I feel ever, because he's always solid and everything. I thought, yeah, I was gonna ask if he was he a died big, in he's huge in Canada. Um, I don't think he's huge in Canada, but his big role was as the the villain in uh, the first Blade Runner. Yeah, he's the one who says that like oh. everything disappears, like tears and rain, and then dies. But he he oh. knocked it out of the park with this movie, and um, and so did everybody else, just because like it knows what it is for ninety five percent of the movie, and then it's it's just kind of like, all right, show's over, go home. We don't have an ending. Bye. We already spent all our money. Or they. Like, well, uh, just, yeah, kill. It's like, all right, fine. After all the good he did, we'll yeah. just end everyone's <laughs> Which hope. Which is kind of like, maybe that's what they were going for, was just like, see what the hobo did, now here's what you can do to clean up your streets. But it, if the movie hasn't really earned that type of ending to where it's endearing, like, it's just supposed to be a straight up badass who inspires others, and that's that's it. Yeah, like basically just do the right thing. Yeah. 
like be a good be a good person. Well, yeah, I mean yeah. overall, I I've got nothing to say. It's just a short, sweet, simple movie, and it's only like an hour twenty or so. Yeah, yeah, and it is fun. Like, don't just just because we're doing a short review on this, it doesn't mean it's not a fun movie, fun watch. Um, it's just it's a crazy premise. The movie has a silly name. You know, it's from the grind. It's one of the original Grindhouse trailers. Yep. That became and a movie. Then... You know, so it, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's just a good fun. Yeah, pretty much. Like I have nothing to add. Like I really don't. It's not that I hated it or anything like that, but there really isn't much to, to add about it. It is just what you think it is going in. And that's, that's it. That's the movie. That it, and it, it, it is it. It went from a fan created trailer to an actual production, which in and of itself is phenomenal. And then uh, it got produced and made, and it has its like it has its legacy as like a kind of B film, and but silly enough that it's I, it's just it just like I said, it reminds me a lot of like the Toxic Avenger, just over the top goofy kills and just super weird premise and then you feel for your hero at the end and it's like Our yeah hero. and that's that it, it it's it's a very matter of fact uh speaking of the, the toxic point, vendor movie. have you seen the remake trailer or i mean do you have any thoughts about the remake okay. i have not seen the trailer i've not okay, seen cool. the new trailer yet but i'm looking forward to it yeah um, but yeah, I like like Marcelo said. I think that's that's pretty much it uh, for this. And then going into next week, folks, we have a very brand new movie. We know just from what we've seen in the trailers, but the Eli Roth film Thanksgiving, which was also in the uh, which one of the trailers from Grindhouse. Pretty much the final movie within the the way it came out in Grindhouse, but. Um... But as for the continuation of it, um, technically, Thanksgiving will be the last movie of of that are made of Grindhouse. But Machete Kills is essentially a movie that we missed on here because it is just a sequel. And um, yeah, I mean, we're probably going to add it though. So yeah, yeah. With all the rave mm-hmm. reviews, we probably will add Machete Kills to end out the Grindhouse saga. Um, but it's, it's been fun. Uh, check out the movie if you can. I watched it. I watched all these an- the movies on Amazon, uh, prime, whether I rent them or if they're included. Um, I think they're fun. Um, check it out. Yeah. Um, good, and I mean, that's it. Time. I honestly have nothing else to, to add more to this man, unless you do. Nope. That's it. That's it folks. Um, um, but we will, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Um. So, oh, but I guess between now and then, I uh, hope you folks have a good, happy Thanksgiving yourselves. Um, from us here at Shufflebox, uh, we're very thankful that you guys have been listening and giving us support. Um, almost through our first full year, it's been a it's been a yeah, great time. Yeah, no, we uh, we really do appreciate it, and uh, you know, ride isn't over at all by a long shot. We just we have more movies to do, more things to talk about, and more. More shit to sift through, I think, is the biggest thing. Yeah, of course we do. But what's new? But what's new? Uh, but we appreciate the, the ride with us. 
Um, but yeah, when next week's episode come out, no, come, comes out, it'll be the day after Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah, just have a fun and happy holiday with everyone. Enjoy the time off and, um, hopefully you have something you're thankful for out there and yeah, for sure. We, we deeply will, appreciate it guys. Uh, we'll see you again next week for, uh, for whatever we do and, uh, hell we're going into December and then after we record those shows, it's already a year, man. I know, I know. I'm excited for like a New Year special or extravaganza or something. But we'll get yeah, for sure. We'll get into that. We'll let the folks know as we go. But uh, for right now, for right now, folks, you know all the socials already. We've done them every week. Um, but until next time, have a safe and happy Thanksgiving, and we, we will, will talk to you next then. time. So long and good night, folks. That's what's happening with the Big Dog and Shufflebox. And as the Rogue Man says, now here's what's happening in your neck of the woods.